on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Cousins all set. Moustakas the pitch. Hey! Struck him out swinging. And this one is over. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. Another solid win for the Brewers. They extend their lead in the division to nine and a half games. Any thoughts the Cincinnati Reds might have had about getting back into the race during this series? Really, they were dashed yesterday, but absolutely they are today as the Brewers come away with a 4-1 win. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine will join us in just a while. Great pitching performance from Brandon Woodruff. Brewers uh, get an early run. They tack on some runs late, and they come away with the win. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. You can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. We'll hear the post-game comments from manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to get to. The Brewers get the win over the Reds. Final score, 4-1. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. It's going to be the eighth pitch of the at-bat. And a swing and a fly ball hit to center. Back is Kane. He is there. Makes the catch and the inning is over. Three up, three down, go the Reds. Six in a row set down by Brandon Woodruff. A 4-1 win for the Brewers as they extend out their lead in the National League Central to nine and a half games. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings alongside former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Augie, this is a game that really you look at it and after Brandon Woodruff did not look like Brandon Woodruff in his last two starts. He looked like him today. He had 10 strikeouts through his first five innings. He ends up going six scoreless, four hits, 10 strikeouts, no walks, uh, gets his pitch count over 100. Uh, Any worry maybe that existed based off his last couple starts, I think, goes away with his performance today. You know, I really liked the way he approached it tonight and really was about setting up his fastball. And How do you set up your fastball? Your your ability to throw your change of first strike, which he used a lot tonight, able to get it over over the plate. He used a couple breaking balls, a little bit on the slider side of it, but his fastball was his pitch tonight. He was very good at it. We always call him the warrior. He goes right after it. He located both the four seam and the two seam. He used very effectively, but I really thought what, this was a night where he went out and he really set up his fastball with his secondary pitches. And I tell you, every once in a while, you get a guy who's go out there, they get in that in those sequences and they start getting that confidence and they make those great adjustments. I thought Brandon Woodruff did a great job tonight of going out and pitching with pitching with his off-speed stuff to set up his fastball. His fastball was fantastic. Let's grab our first phone call tonight. Blake is in Columbus. He was at the game, but he's from Columbus. Hey, Blake, you're on WTMJ. Hey, am I coming through? Yeah, you, we got you loud and clear. All right, first thing. You know, you were talking about it, and, uh, you know, this franchise right now, they're on stake to, uh, on, on strength to have one of the best seasons probably ever. We've got three of the best pitchers in the game right now in Woodhoff, Burns, and Peralta. And, you know, we've just been making some amazing hits and all that. That's not what worries me. What worries me right now is uh, I would even say the lack of motivation. Like you said, I was at the game tonight. I'm on my way home in Orion right now. But just it was a quiet environment tonight, I really thought. Not too many fans cheering or getting up and really into it. I remember back in 2011 when they made that run, you know, we clinched the division. Uh, just loud stadiums, packed stadiums back then. Braun won the MVP. Just I don't know if it's left over from the box or whatever, if we're still a little hungover on the happiness or if it's COVID or kids going back to school. I just, I don't really know what it is. It's just felt like kind of a quiet ballpark tonight. 
was really yep. a good game. I, you know, your thoughts on that, something like that. It- yeah, Blake, I appreciate the call. There's been some really great crowds uh, recently here, some playoff atmosphere-type crowds. Yesterday and today, not huge crowds. Uh, the Brewers are 10th in Major League Baseball in attendance right now, so the attendance is is at a really good spot. Absolutely, COVID is still playing into it. There is a large percentage of people that do not want to go out and, and be amongst large groups of people, and we're seeing this Delta variant, and we're seeing COVID numbers go up, so that plays into it. It was a really hot, uncomfortable day. I can tell you, it was not pretty, Augie. When I walked in today, I, I got in the press box, and I was a sweaty mess just from walking the <laughs> you know quarter of a mile or whatever it I was, was to get way. in there. I was too. It, I was too. It was not good. Um, and, and you know, it's, school is getting started and everything. I'm not worried about the fans. They've showed up uh, on the weekends, and they're fine. It's just I think it's a, a kind of a perfect storm of why there wasn't a great attendance yesterday and today. You know, Blake, you made a good point. I just think that everything that that Match has talked about. Number, you know, I think that with school starting to COVID and the and the temperature, the uh, it was really humid in humid in the building today. I think that all kind of combines in there. I think when we get into that September, we only have a week to go, and we get into that tough schedule in September, there's going to be a lot of really fun baseball games here at here at American Family Field. I mean, we're playing we're playing the Giants we're playing the Giants on the road, but we're going to have we're playing a lot of really good teams here, and we're going to see the Cardinals a number of times. We're going to see the Cubs here. We're going to see the Mets here. Uh, these are teams that are these are teams that we enjoy playing and we enjoy beating. So I think as we get in September with this club playing so well, especially winning series like they are doing now, I think the crowds are going to be be excited they're going to come to the ballpark they're going to enjoy the way the brewers are playing and i think it's going to be just a the atmosphere to take us into the postseason 4-1 brewers get the win over cincinnati this is brewers extra innings it's brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj no score in the fourth castillo into the stretch of the pinch swing a line shot in the gap in left center Brewers are going to take the lead as Yelich comes in and scores. Javi Garcia into second base with a run-scoring double. A 4-1 win for the Brewers as they've taken the first two games of their three-game series against the Cincinnati Reds. They're nine and a half games up on the second-place Reds. They are 29 games over 500, a season high. Just, Just incredible couple text messages here from the 262 Joe in Bristol. Matt, last night a tough come from behind. Tonight's solid pitching, timely hitting, and defense. This is truly a three-dimensional team. Yeah, they, you know, their defensive metrics don't look good in terms of like airs and fielding percentage, but they make high-level, impactful defensive plays. Of Isayo Garcia bringing back a home run ball today. Plays like that they make. The defense really does uh, impact games. Doug's texting in. Says, let's bring on the playoffs. This is done. Wish they started tomorrow. Woodruff looked like Woodruff again. Escobar can just take kind of time coming back. No need to rush. Uh, the only thing I would say with Escobar is uh, he's going to have to play a fair amount of first base. And I'm still, uh, the last thing I want to see is him trying to pick a ball out of a one-run game with a runner at third in the eighth inning in the playoffs or something. I'd really like to see him get uh, as much experience at first base. We've seen with uh, some of the plays that Rowdy Telez has made at first base recently, just the impact that a good defensive first baseman can have. But uh, your point is a good one, Doug. Uh, there's no reason to rush Escobar, but once he gets back, I certainly want to see him continuing to play first base uh, as much as possible. Mike Colorado says 
another impressive team win. How about Jace Peterson? Listening to him on the pre- and post-game shows, he epitomizes just what makes this team successful. 29 games over 500. Is that the most ever for Milwaukee? No, it's not. It's uh, 31. 31 is the most ever. So uh, 31 games over 500 in the regular season is the uh, highest uh, high watermark for the Brewers compared to 500, and they are certainly within shouting distance of that. Brewers come up with the win over Cincinnati 4-1. The news coming up in two minutes, and uh, we will continue on after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Brewers get the win over Cincinnati, winning 4-1. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, live at American Family Field. Brewers have a nine-and-a-half game lead in the division. The pitching in this game, from a starting pitching perspective, was incredible. Brandon Woodruff, six scoreless, four hits, ten strikeouts, no walks. Luis Castillo was uh, matching him almost pitch for pitch outside of a uh, run that he gave up in the fourth inning, and then he ran into a little bit of trouble. With the Reds, it is so clear they don't want to go to their bullpen. They do. Uh, this is not the first time that uh, maybe they've been a little late pulling a starting pitcher out. It's because they do not want to go to uh, to their bullpen. It is very, very clear uh, what they're doing when their starting pitcher is uh, out there performing well. Anyways, manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago, opened up by talking about uh, just this pitching duel that we saw between Woodruff and Castillo. Yeah, I, I mean, both guys were... Um... You know they 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 show you why they're elite pitchers in this league. Um, you know there wasn't there wasn't much good happening. Um, you know fortunately we Yelly and Avi kind of hopped on a couple. I thought Yelly hit a really good pitch and Avi did some damage with the mistake. Maybe a pitch out an off speed pitch in the middle, but we didn't get many pitches to hit tonight. Um, he was he was Castillo was really good and and Woody didn't give them many pitches to hit at all. Um, you know they had couple hits but nothing really sharply hit um and and Woody just you know after getting out of that first with the strikeout of Votto I thought was the kind of moment of the game and then he got on cruise control pretty good and then I made a made big pitch again to Votto's in the sixth Craig you you just mentioned it but that uh, in the sixth that Votto at bat was preceded by Garcia's throw to get Cassianos at second just how big do you think that was in getting Woody through that with the one nothing lead well, that that play changed the game. I mean, Avi's defense tonight changed the game. Period. Um, he it was as complete a game as an as an outfielder can have. Um, you know, from from offense, robbing a home run it looks like, and um, making a great throw to to change an inning completely. So, I mean, that, that was Avi's best game of the year. I know he's had some games where he's hit some homers and driven in a whole bunch of runs, hit two homers, but but that was a heck of a game by Avi tonight. Craig, especially for a young hitter, that at bat that Urias put on Castillo in the uh, seventh, I believe, and it was like eight or nine pitches fouling off all those pitches and then getting a hit and, you know, setting up a, a rally, Jace's RBI double. Yeah, we, we've had at bats like that recently with guys, um, you know, a great pitcher just keeps making pitches and you keep spoiling them. Um, and then you put a ball in play and it's, it's enough to, to, to get a really rally started. And it, it takes a piece out of the pitcher. Um, you know, he was, he put a, pushed him over a hundred pitches there. And, uh, you know, then Jace had a fabulous at bat as well. So that those, 
the number of pitches he made him see. It just there's just a natural fatigue that has to happen with the pitcher when a battle like that happens, especially especially in a you know when he's around the hundred pitch mark. So credit to Louie right there. Spoiled some really tough pitches. Put a ball in play. Got rewarded for it um, and set us up to have a great inning. Those uh. Those runs in the eighth too. Let's just sit Josh down. You know, you had to use him a couple of times over the weekend when you didn't want to, but maybe that made up for it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, again, if you know, just Colton Wong starts off with a fabulous at bat um, against a tough left-hander. Yelly gets down in the count, has a fabulous at bat, works himself back into the count, and, and hits a ball hard. Um, you know, and that that got it started right, and that 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 gave us the rally. Then we when we caught some breaks with some you know, wild pitch and some softly hit balls, but um, a couple of great at-bats, just taking what the guy gives you, um, started it off. Craig, the, the offense just in this series and, and being able to get to the bullpen and, and you're doing it without homers too, I mean, is that a good sign of just how guys are putting together quality at-bats right now? It, it's one thing I feel like, has has really improved as the season once has went on for us is just the just the making it tough to get outs on us especially the second half of the game um you know we haven't faced you know we faced and i thought we lost a starter on top of his game tonight but this but against teams bullpens in the second half of the game or or as a, as a starter is kind of finishing his day we, we've made it really tough on teams and you know you don't get rewarded every night for that but you know, you're going to get rewarded a lot for it. And, um, you know, late, lately we have, and it's, it's just give yourselves a shot with, with guy after guy putting up tough at bats. Craig, what about um, your team taking the first two games here and making sure they won't come into town and gain ground on you? Um, you know, every game you win is one more that they can't catch you. It's just, what does that mean? I mean, I think our our mission at this point is just to stack up wins. Um, it, it it it's good that again it's against this team. It doesn't really matter who it's against right now. We just got to stack up wins. You know, that's that's where we sit, um, and that's that's kind of the mission is just to stack up wins. And um, you know, we feel like we keep stacking up wins, and it, it, we're going to be tough to run down. So. Um, you know, it's it's a good start to it. It's a good start to another series. Another series we're going to win, um, and a chance to to put some real damage to it tomorrow. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Text message from uh, Thomas in McGuanago says, uh, "Do the Brewers rest starting pitching and make some experimental starts in the final month of the year? In a perfect world, you know you." Ethan Small is back up pitching at AAA. He just got healthy and he's back. Do you, do you find a way to get Ethan Small up here and just see what he's going to look like? like? I think that would be that'd be good. Do you try to get uh, Aaron Ashby some starts in there occasionally? That would be that would be nice. But at the same time, there's there's kind of two things going against that. First off, for somebody like Ashby, you want him to gain the bullpen experience because that's what he's going to be. That's who he's going to be for this team, and that's what he's going to be doing in the postseason. So. 
So in a perfect world, we find a way to get him starts, but I think it's more valuable to have him working in the bullpen. The other thing is they don't go to 40-man rosters anymore in September. So you go to 28 men, you're at 26 right now, you get two extra guys. So if you're going to try to do these things, like if you try to bring Ethan Small up or something, uh, you're going to find a roster spot, and that's easier said than done uh, from both a 40-man roster perspective for some guys and from uh, a 28-man roster spot. You're not just going to put a guy on the injured list and, and have him sit down for 10 days uh, so you can you know bring somebody up to make a start. Uh, Dana tweets in and says, uh, I'm proud of this team. Hopefully letting Shaw go doesn't bite the Brewers with injuries to Escobar and Adamas. Adamas is going to be fine. If he's not back in the lineup tomorrow, he'll be back in the lineup coming up uh, this weekend. Escobar is going to be out for a couple weeks. More than anything else, it kind of goes back to what I was just saying. There wasn't a roster spot for Travis Shaw. From a uh, from a 26-man roster standpoint or from a 40-man roster standpoint. Remember, he was on the 60-day injured list, so if they would have gotten him back on the active roster, they would have had to clear a 40-man roster spot for him. I just don't think there was a space for him, and I think they're going to be okay. It's been great to see what he's done in Boston, hit the walk-off grand slam the other day, hit another home run yesterday, so it's fun to see him uh, do well, but uh, there just wasn't a spot for him on this team anymore. All right, how does this game go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra ready for this fly ball this deep right and this third deck holy smokes time for tonight's highlights here's matt Foley. The Brewers get a 4-1 win against the Reds starting pitching matchup today. Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the crew. Luis Castillo getting the start for the Reds. Both starting pitchers totally locked in from the beginning. The Reds did pick up a hit and got two runners on in the first inning, but Woodruff was able to get out of it, and Woodruff was striking a whole bunch of guys out in the third inning. He struck out Jonathan India. The next hitter after that, Tyler Naquin. Tyler Naquin would end up uh, striking out in the third, and then Nick Castellanos would uh, line out. So uh, that would uh, send this game to the bottom of the third. The Brewers in the bottom of the fourth inning, they would get on the board. Christian Yelich leads the inning off with the double. The next hitter is Abisayo Garcia. No score in the fourth. Castillo into the stretch in the pinch. Swing a line shot in the gap in left center. Brewers are going to take the lead as Yelich comes in and scores. Javi Garcia into second base with the run scoring double. What do I always say? When you get that lead, you want to see your pitcher put up a zero in the next inning. That's exactly what Brandon Woodruff does, and he does it in the most dominating way possible. Tucker Barnhart strikes out. Aristides Aquino strikes out. Brings up his counterpart, Luis Castillo. Strikeout would be the 10th for Woodruff. Here it is. Struck him out. Swinging. And that is the 10th in the game for Woodruff. He strikes out the side again. Yeah, 10 strikeouts through five innings for Woodruff. He was looking really good. So we go to the sixth inning. Woodruff comes back out. His pitch count in the mid-80s. First batter he faces off against is Jonathan India. Now the windup by Woodruff. Swinging a drive in the center. It's playable for Lorenzo Kane in cruise control. Makes the grab on that one, and India is retired. One up and one down. 13 straight put down by Woodruff at that point in time, but that streak would come to an end with Tyler Naquin at the plate. 
Naquin would end up uh, getting a base hit, or uh, yeah, he would get a base up. Then Nick Castellanos would get a, a base hit. However, uh, he would be out at second on a throw from a Visail Garcia. So uh, that would uh, result in the second out. Gabi Garcia had a fantastic game playing out in right field. So two outs in the inning, and it brings up Joey Votto. Woodruff all shut again. 3-2 on Joey Votto. Here he comes, swinging and a drive in the left. Yelich is there, and the inning is over. That would be the final out recorded by Brandon Woodruff, and then the Brewers are able to go to their bullpen trio. At least you thought they'd go there. It ended up changing a little bit by the time it got to the ninth inning, but Brad Boxberger would come on. He would throw a scoreless top of the seventh inning. In the bottom of the seventh inning, the Brewers would get back on the board. Abisael Garcia leads the inning off by being hit by a pitch. Then with one out, Luis Urias gets a base hit. So runners on at first and second for Jace Peterson. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a line drive, left center field. Aquino back, it's over his head and off the wall. It's going to bounce on the warning track and go over the fence for an automatic double. How many times has Jace Peterson come through in that situation? Brewers have a 2-0 lead. Yeah, Peterson has been such an important part of this team. So he gets that big ground rule double. That ends the day for Luis Castillo. You wonder whether or not the Reds maybe left him in there one batter too long after uh, he had given up the base hit to uh, Luis Urias early in the inning, and his pitch count was continuing to go up. The Urias hit wasn't a hard hit ball, but uh, Peterson, the ground rule double, that makes it a 2-0 game. Devin Williams comes on to pitch in the eighth inning for the Brewers. Gets Aristides Aquino to uh, pop out, but then Max Schrock comes up to the plate as a pinch hitter. Targeted up by Omar Narvaez. This one is hit to right, deep, warning track, leaping, and he caught it. Avi Garcia with a leaping catch to Rob Schrock. Yeah, looking back at the replay, it looked like that that ball had the trajectory to get out and get over the fence. Uh, Avi brings it back as he uh, takes a home run away from Schrock. Keeps it a 2 nothing game, so two outs in the inning, and Jonathan India at the plate. Devin Williams set to work again. Here he comes. Hey, struck him out, swinging. Brewers get some tack on runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Amir Garrett comes on. Amir Garrett at his best is a dominating pitcher, but he just hasn't been that guy recently. First batter he faces, Colton Wong. He walks. Uh, after the first down is recorded, Christian Yelich reaches on a throwing error by Mike Moustakis. That puts runners on at the corners. And then a wild pitch by Garrett would allow Colton Wong to score. Christian Yelich would move to second. They then make the decision to intentionally walk Avi Garcia. That brings up Rowdy Telez, who comes up with a base hit. And that loads the bases with Yelich at third and Garcia at second. At that point, Garrett's day is done. Jeff Hoffman comes on to pitch. Luis Urias at the plate. He has an RBI ground out. It scores Christian Yelich. Two runs come across in the eighth inning. Makes it a 4-0 game, and that allows the Brewers to sit down Josh Hader in the bullpen, who had been warming to come in. Instead, they go to Jake Cousins in the ninth. First battery faces Tyler Naquin. He strikes out. Second battery faces is Nick Castellanos. That was the Avi Garcia. Sixth inning play. Swing and a drive to center, and the Reds are on the board. Everybody just watching that one go out of here. That was hit a ton. That for Castellanos, his 23rd of the year. 
and a known doubt about it. Yeah, it takes the shutoff off the board as Castellano goes deep, but then Joey Votto strikes out. Two outs in the ninth, and it's Mike Moustakas at the plate. Cousins all set. Moustakas, the pitch. Hey, struck him out swinging. And this one is over. Brewers get the win 4-1 with the victory. The Brewers go to 78-49, while the Reds, they drop to 69-59. Winning totals for the Brewers, four runs, five hits, no errors. They end up leaving seven. For Cincinnati, one run, five hits, one error. They leave four. Winning pitcher Brandon Woodruff, he goes to 8-7. Luis Castillo takes the loss. He's 7-13. Just one home run in the game. It was Castellanos' 23rd. The game lasting three hours and eight minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 24,715 folks here at American Family Field. So Brewers now look for a series sweep of the Reds when they wrap up the series coming up tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. We'll preview that matchup, give you some scores from around baseball, update the playoff races, and uh, get out of here. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 4-1 Brewers get the win over the Reds. They get a series win. Now they'll look for a series sweep coming up tomorrow. More on that in a moment. One last text message before we call today. Uh, asking about the uh, September roster rules because, again, like we mentioned earlier, uh, you don't go to 40 anymore. You go to 28. Question is, can uh, they still move guys up and down from AAA? They can, but the restrictions are still in place where if you send a guy down to AAA, they have to stay there for 10 days unless there is an injury that results in them coming back. It's not like you can create this AAA taxi squad where essentially uh, you can create a game day roster on an everyday basis using the 40-man roster. So you can move guys up and down, but the, the restrictions about how long they have to stay at AAA are, are still in. In fact, uh, to me, that would be the happy medium because I understand why you don't want to go to the 40-man rosters in September. Uh, I would love for baseball to kind of tweak the rule a little bit where you go to the 40-man roster, but then you declare a a 28-man game day roster for for each day. I think that's one way to maybe tweak the rule. I don't think that's something the Major League Baseball is going to change. But if I had my way and I was just making the rules, I think that's what I would do. You'd and the other thing about it is for a lot of those guys, you know, the the, the kind of those fringe guys at the end of the 40-man roster who get the September call-ups. That's their opportunity to get big league pay, maybe for the only time in their career. And they're missing out on that because they don't have the opportunity to come up when the uh, rosters expand. So that's always something that's uh, bummed me out just kind of on behalf of them. Elsewhere around the NL Central today, the Cardinals, they end up splitting with the Tigers, winning 3-2, a game that went 10 innings. The Cubs and the Rockies played a doubleheader. First game went to the Cubs by a 5-2 score. Second game went to the Rockies, 13-10. The Pirates are still the only team in baseball not to have a series sweep this year. They lose to the Diamondbacks by a 5-2 score. Every time they have a chance to sweep, uh, they end up losing. So the standings right now, in the NL Central, Brewers lead the Reds by 9.5. The Cardinals are now uh, 13 games back. As far as the National League wildcard standings go, the Reds are holding to that uh, second wildcard spot by a half game over the Padres. Padres and Dodgers are playing right now. They are tied in the eighth inning. So if the Padres come back and win, they will pull even with the Reds. If the Padres lose, they'll be one game back of the Reds. The Cardinals are now within three and a half games of that final wildcard spot. Uh, as a 
incredible as it is, and as many things have gone wrong for St. Louis, they're not out of it yet. They are still very much in playoff contention. Uh, also, another note, the Baltimore Orioles won tonight. They end their 19-game losing streak. It had been a while since they had won a baseball game. All right, so the Brewers are going to look for a series sweep of the Reds coming up tomorrow afternoon. It is going to be Brett Anderson on the mound. The lefties 4-7 and seven with a 4.15 ERA. The Reds are going to oppose with right-hand pitcher Sonny Gray. He's 5-6 and six with a 4.15 ERA. 1-10 first pitch tomorrow. That means our coverage is set to begin at 12.35. I'll talk to you tomorrow night. We've got uh, Brewers Weekly tomorrow night from 8 o'clock to uh, 9 o'clock. No Brewers extra innings tomorrow, but Brewers Weekly tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Look forward to talking to you then here on WTMJ.